This is Scott, and I am coming to you from Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood Studios at the Walt Disney World Resort. It is a beautiful, gorgeous day here in uh, sunny Orlando, Florida, and uh, we just came out of a really nasty cold snap. Uh, I mean, believe it or not, Florida does get cold occasionally. Now, I know a lot of you uh, northern listeners that are uh, 80 feet deep in snow right now probably laugh at that. How cold? Well, it was it was down to the freezing point. It was down to uh, where we had frost on the cars some mornings coming out. But uh, today, I'm going to take a guess. It's probably, I'm going to guess about 85 maybe. It's, uh, it's really nice how it's gorgeous. There's a nice little wind, so it helps with... Uh... <laughs> Got one of the Streetmosphere characters right in front of me. So anyway... I'm just going to kind of wander the studios today. What is this episode all about? Well, I finally, finally fulfilled one of my dreams, and I was able to break down and buy myself a really nice digital recorder. I've been wanting one for some time, and if you've been following me on Facebook, you know that I recently divested myself of my entire collection of Walking Dead comics, and uh, I got a really good price out of the books, so I was able to uh, take that money and turn it right around and get myself the digital recorder that I've been wanting to get for some time. So really, I'm just here today to kind of test out the recorder, and I thought, what better place to come and do it than uh, than Walt Disney World? And it serves a couple of purposes. For one, like I say, it, gets, it gives me a chance to test out the recorder like I've been wanting to do. Um, Megacon is coming up very, very fast. It's uh, As I record this, it's less than two weeks away. So there's that. But also, as you uh, may have seen me mention a couple of times on the forum or on Facebook or maybe even on some of the shows, I've really been wanting and itching for some time now to do a Disney-related podcast. And I really, if I, if I do that, I really want to incorporate a lot of uh, park stuff into a show about Disney. You know, it's my favorite place to be and... Uh, I'm here all the time, and I really wanted to make that a part of the show, but I was not even going to get serious about launching an idea like that until I was able to get the proper equipment for a show like that, 
by proper equipment, I mean a really nice digital recorder where I could come, spend time in the parks, and bring you folks along with me to share the experience. So, this is really just a test episode to see how things go, what the sound quality sounds like, uh, and also to, uh, you know, kind of teach myself how to use this thing and what kind of uh, sound quality I'm getting, what, what I need to work on, that sort of thing. But what I really want from you guys, for one, sit back, enjoy the audio, but uh, I want feedback from you. I want to know, what would you guys want to hear me do in a show like this? You know, if I was to do a a specifically Disney-related show, uh, especially with covering stuff at Walt Disney World proper, what would you like from a show like that? Would you like ride audio, show audio, um, just me wandering the parks, pointing things out? trivia i mean what what kind of things would you guys really like to see and hear from a show like that so let me know and i specifically really really want to hear from the two true freaks listenership that honestly could kind of care less about the whole disney experience you know you're not really a disney fan maybe you've never been to the parks uh for whatever the the story is those are the folks i really want to reach out to if you're listening to this just because you're a regular listener of Two True Freaks, and uh, you're one of those completists. You've got to hear everything, even if it interests you or not. Then you're kind of my target audience. I really want to hear from you. What are the kind of things you'd want to hear in a show like this that would make it more of a just, well, i got to listen to it to be complete, and more of a, wow, I'm really fascinated by this. So let me know. Give me that feedback. In the meantime, just going to kind of wander the parks. So if you know your uh, layout of Hollywood Studios, I'm uh, right now I'm just to the right of the big sorcerer's hat. I'm right over near the uh, the great movie ride, kind of debating where to go from here. Uh, I know that I want to get away from that screaming child that you may or may not hear in the background. Uh, let's see, I'm going to take a walk down by Pixar Place and One Man's Dream and all that. Just kind of take you with me as I go. So I just came from the uh, animation uh, pavilion, the animation studio, and they have a really cool display in there for uh, Wreck-It Ralph. As I record this, I'm pretty excited because today is the day that Wreck-It Ralph comes out on uh, Blu-ray and DVD, and I got a call from my wife a little while ago telling me that uh, she went out on her lunch break and picked up the Blu-ray for me, so (laughs) that's really awesome. I love that movie. And I can't wait to get home tonight. We're going to sit down as a family and watch the whole thing together. Me and my boys. And my wife had actually never seen it before. Me and the boys went to see it when uh, when it came out at the theater. Absolutely loved it. And it's funny because about a week after we went to see it, my youngest boy, Logan, was like, Hey, can we, get, uh, can we go out and get... Uh, Wreck-It Ralph on Blu-ray and I was or on DVD and I was like, Logan, we just went to see that like last week. They come out fast, but not quite that fast. So I thought that was funny. And now it's actually out, so that's awesome. I really like that movie and can't wait to see it again. It's funny the uh, park is proving to be busier today than I thought it was going to be. There's hardly any cars at all in the parking lot, so I kind of thought it would be slow in here today, but. I guess the gorgeous weather is really bringing people out.
I'm in a really good mood today because in addition to Wreck-It Ralph coming out and it being such a pretty day, and I'm off today, so it's my day off, which is really always nice, but I actually came down here today because I had an audition at Disney University, and it's really the, the first audition I'd ever been to in my life. This was an audition for, basically it would be like a teaching position at Disney University, teaching new cast members. Uh, instructing them in uh, in their new role that sort of thing and uh, I'm really excited about that I think that's awesome and while I was a, you know I was a little bit nervous understandably going into the whole thing uh, based on the feedback that I got and based <laughs> frankly based on the performances of the other people that were there auditioning with me I feel like I really nailed the thing so I don't know I'm feeling pretty good about it but one way or the other whether I get the gig or whether I don't you know what an honor just to be just to be asked just to be considered for something like that you know to be you know I haven't even been here three years I've been here coming up on about two and a half years with the company now and to go from you know new hire to teaching at Disney U that's that's pretty awesome so one way or the other like I say whether I get it whether I don't I'm on quite the high just to have been asked. That's quite the privilege, so quite the honor. So anyway, I'm now back by uh, by the Backlot Tour, uh, way back at the back of the park. And I uh, hope you guys are digging the audio. going to wander around just a little bit more, see what else we can uh, pick up on. Eventually, yes, I will go on some rides, but... I love this park. I've really, uh, since moving down here and getting to spend more time in the parks, I have really absolutely fallen in love with Hollywood Studios, and I love coming here as much as I can. And this is a park that a lot of times I don't even care if I go on anything. I just enjoy wandering around and just taking it all in. This is a great just visual treat kind of park. It's, uh, it's right up there with Magic Kingdom for me as far as the visual aspect. There's so much detail put into everything. I love the references to all the different movies and things. It's really great. Right now I'm over by one of my absolute favorite little, just little things in the park. This is the, uh, the fountain, the mermaid fountain from Splash, which, uh, came out in 84. I remember going to see this movie and uh, it was a lot of fun. It kind of propelled uh, Tom Hanks in a lot of ways and now it's ironic that you know here we are almost 30 years later and uh, Hanks has a movie coming out toward the end of this year where he's going to actually be playing Walt Disney. I just think that's awesome. That's really cool. Well, I'm going to let you guys go because I just found something that uh, I got to take a picture of. So talk to you in a little bit. So I haven't gone any rides yet, but I'm just, uh, I'm enjoying myself. I'm just totally hanging out and uh, I'm in one of my favorite little like quote unquote hiding spots, you know, little, little secret spot. I am in a perfectly shaded spot back at the very end of the streets of America in the Hollywood studios right over near it's basically at kind of the, the meeting place where you've got lights, motors, action. Off to the right, you've got behind me, kind of behind me, 
is where the uh, Backlot Tour empties out into the AFI, the uh, American F uh, Film Institute exhibit. I'm kind of near the, the entrance to the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids playset. So I'm kind of off to the, uh, the left-hand side, so to speak, of the uh, streets of America. And this is just the perfect spot. It's nice and shaded, so... And there's nobody here. I'm, I'm sitting here all by myself, so I'm not so conscious of sitting here talking to myself and getting strange looks and stares from passers-by. But this is so much fun. I don't know if you can hear the, uh, the city sounds, the street sounds in the background. Uh, I'll go walk down the street for in a moment here so you can hear it. But I tell you, that's one of my favorite things about here in the studios is they literally recreated basically an entire city block and it feels completely real it feels lived in it feels like a, a, a bustling city street in it, it could be any big city it could be new york it could be chicago and uh, it's just amazing the cool thing about it is that even late at night with hardly anybody here or early in the morning with hardly anybody here it still feels completely realistic like a bustling city street and a lot of that's due to the sound that's uh, that's piped in that's uh, you know it's recorded sounds of a busy uh, city block but it it really helps immerse you into that what's funny is I was sitting here a minute ago and just kind of taking it all in just kind of listening to it and all of a sudden it just went completely silent and it's funny how you don't really realize you, you get so sucked into the believability of it that you don't realize that it is piped in audio and it went completely silent for a moment and then it started up again so evidently it had reached the end of the loop now normally with these loops especially the music loops they're seamless you can't actually tell where the beginning or the end of a loop is because well they're a loop they're intended to go that way to just loop around but this time there was actually a, a gap in the audio so I thought that was very funny I never noticed it before so that was pretty cool but uh, I'm actually I'm waiting for a friend of mine from work is uh, is going to come and, uh, and join me so I'm going to take a little wander and see if I can capture some really good audio of the streets of America and again you guys are going to come along with me
What I mean by that is, believe it or not, there are actually a really good number of comics that are scattered around Walt Disney World Resort. And here in the studios, I'm looking at it right now, I am standing in front of the barber shop. Now, this is on one of the little side spurs, you know, the little side streets, where at the end of the street, you're looking at San Francisco. It's kind of a backdrop with the San Francisco Bridge in the background and everything. At the little barber shop that's right here, if you look in the downstairs portion, looking down into the barber shop in the window, there's several magazines. They're extremely sun bleached at this point, but uh, there's a couple issues of Life magazine. There's another magazine I can't quite make out, and there's an old Classics Illustrated uh, that is the uh, story of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Now, it's not the Disney version. Uh, it's just uh, a, a version, a telling of that story. And what's funny is this is what I call the Liam Neeson, uh, or not, not Liam Neeson, the, um, oh, who's the guy from the Naked Gun movies there? Um, I can't think of his name. Anyway, he's, uh, he's the guy that's on the cover. or It looks like him anyway. I don't think it actually is him, but the guy, he looked, it looks like that guy, that actor much younger, like in Forbidden Planet. Driving me crazy, I can't think of his name, but you know who I mean. Leslie Nielsen, that's it. Close enough to leave him, I guess. I just crossed in front of the, the little shop. It's a little uh, gift shop. Always reminds me of Paul Spataro when I see it, though, because the name is You Skies Merchandise, which I get a real kick out of. Definitely reminds me of Paul. So if you hear that in the background, and I'm pretty sure you must, that uh, that bus sound like an idling bus and the, the city traffic and everything, so that's all piped in. Very effective, though. And like I say, just going to kind of hang out here for a little bit. For my buddy to show up. <laughs> I don't know if you guys uh, heard that or not. They're teasing me saying I was talking into a taser. Actually, this recorder does look a lot like a taser.
Chris. No, it's not Chris Honeywell. It's a different Chris. Chris Lefevre is his name. Just uh, waiting for him to show up. Hang out. Maybe see if we can go on a couple of rides. So try to get you folks some ride audio. Star Tours agent. You'll be boarding in just a few moments. Thank you. Have you written this? Once before. So how far have you made it through the Star Wars movies now? Still just the first one? Still just one. Oh, dude. Well, someone said go four, five, All passengers, one, two, three, please six. prepare for immediate no. boarding. Four, five, six, one, one, two, two three. Three. So the first time. Okay. Oh my God! You'll be so confused and lost if you do it any other way. I mean, you can. I mean, you could go one through six would be would be all right, I guess. But I wouldn't recommend anybody really start with the with you know episode one. No, every every Star Wars fan I've ever talked to said no, no. Four, five, six, one, two, three. You'll understand.
Star Tours 1401, you are cleared for departure. Initiate takeoff sequence. What? Auto takeoff sequence initiated. R2D2, what's going on here? We are not ready for takeoff. The captain isn't on board yet. You know I can't fly this thing. No, neither can you. We need a proper pilot.
planets before? I don't think so. I'm the first one I've ever plotted. <laughs> That's usually the one that I get. I don't know how many different ones there are. Well, there's 54 different combinations, but let me see. There's there's two different openings, like the when he's when he gets stopped by the stormtroopers. It's it's either stopped by the stormtroopers or stopped by Vader. And then in the first planet scene, there's three different planets. There's either the Wookiee planet, um, pod racing, or um, Hoth, the ice planet. Okay. And then in the hologram part, we got Akbar. There's also Princess Leia and Yoda. And then in the final scene, there's, let me see, three different planets, I think. Let me see, there's... There's... Um, the Death Star, which is what we just got. There's um, Naboo, and there's Coruscant, which is like the city planet. And I think that's all of them. I think that's all the different ones, if I remember right. Huh. I love that ride. <laughs> we have to catch up on episode five tonight. You do that one. You'll love that. That's that. I mean, I love them all, but that's my personal favorite one. Oh, this is, is episode five. So you said you didn't mind being recorded. No. All right. So we're gonna have you on a show proper then. <laughs> I'll probably release this as a mini, a little mini episode anyway. As you're guiding someone that doesn't know Star Wars very well. <laughs> exactly. So all my all my regular Star Wars monthly Monday listeners will be like horrified. Oh my god, he's hanging out with somebody that's never seen the Star Wars movies. Well, at first you were forced because you were training me. <laughs> then it just happened that I'm completely open to all that. So we'll do proper introductions here. So, all right. So once again, 
still at Hollywood Studios, this time hanging out with my buddy Chris. It's Lefevre, right? Yes, I'm always sir. afraid I'm butchering your last name. Just ignore the B. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that B throws me off every time. And uh, Chris and I met, what, a couple, it's been what, about a couple months now, right? About about a, month, yeah, a, month, about a little over a month. About a month and a half? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to remember, was this, this wasn't your, was this your first role with the company or? Yes. It was, okay, I couldn't remember. Yeah, I was transferred over. They, I was originally hired as in entertainment. Entertainment, To be right. friends with Prince Charming or any of the dancing <laughs> princes. But I didn't fit the body type. Really? Yeah, they said. Wow. I told them I was a dancer, a ballroom dancer. They were surprised. They huh. said, you don't look like a dancer. I said, that's because I was an athlete. Right. So they reassigned me. And that's how I ended up at, uh, at Pop Century. <laughs> You're here on the college program, right? Yes, sir. The six, the six month of the year? Uh, eight month. The eight month, so that's August. right. Okay. ICPs have a year or six month. But I know you're intent on, on going long term with the company, which yes. I think is awesome. I think you, you definitely have that potential to uh, to get picked up and, and become a regular uh, full-time cast member, so that's great. Well, hopefully that, becomes, that comes true. Well, the cool thing is all of our management team knows it, so, yeah. you know, you're definitely on the radar with that. So, I mean, I, I think just simply expressing the interest is nine-tenths of that battle, you know what I mean? Yeah. So long as they know people are interested. So, let's see, where are we headed to? Where do you, what do you want to go try to do? I'm up for anything. This is, like I said, it's only, like, my second time here. Oh, I love that kid's Star Wars shirt. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Stormtrooper with a Mohawk. That was awesome. So what haven't you done here in the studios? Um, the only thing I've done was Star Tours, The Muppet Show, Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror, and that's it, actually. Well, you've hit the highlighters yeah, pretty I've much. Pretty I mean, much the, the headliners, yeah. Like said, um, the last time I was here was just to kind of skate through it. So let's see. What else have we got? Well, there's the great movie ride. You got... I mean, as far as like thrill rides, you've got the big ones because right. you, you got Star Tours, and then the two that are at the end of Sunset. Those are the big uh, headliners as far as thrills and stuff. Got Toy Story Mania, which when I came by, the, actually the wait time for that was not bad because typically, you know, that's at least an hour. When I came by, it was like forty minutes, which is a little long, but it's not bad for that ride. Um, so you got Great Movie Ride, which is right here. And I mean, there's plenty of other stuff. Most everything else comes down to a show, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the Broadway style, you know, theater show, that sort of thing. What you need to do is get over here one night, go to Phantasmic, the show that closes out the park each oh, night. Really? That's awesome. Because it uses it uses you know laser effects. Fireworks, pyrotechnics, water effects. I was going to say, someone said that they use like a water projection system. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. And we do. Just not here in front of everybody.
When stormy night long ago, five people stepped through the door of an elevator and into a nightmare. <laughs> That door is opening once again, and this time, it's opening for you. Oh, red, 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 red,
Hello, Los Angeles. Bill St. James here, broadcasting live from the Aerosmith concert. Seems like everyone in town is heading to this show, so there's traffic everywhere you go. But don't worry, we have this concert covered. Just keep it right here on LA's Classic Rock Station. So they changed up this a small world a lot since the last time I was on it. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. No backing out now. The 1952 is supposed to represent. They say no numbers ever random. Uh oh. stomach now <laughs> and now backwards yeah <laughs> oh. oh I'm gonna hurl
album was on one of the silly symphony cartoons, and basically Walt came up with that multi-plane system for perception and then basically this cartoon was the one that he used to kind of field test all of the techniques they learned up to that point before starting the feature production on, on Snow White, which was going to be a feature-length film. And it's, it's just awesome. I mean, to watch that movie and realize that everything in there, somebody had to draw that, you know, because it, some of the level of detail in there is still holds up with, like, like a computer-generated movie. But, I mean, it's all hand. It's just awesome when you watch it. It's, it's, the level of detail is incredible in it. I first started getting interested in Disney stuff was right about the time they started putting out these DVD sets in uh, Disney Treasures, and they put one out that was a whole bunch of the old Silly Symphony cartoons, and just like seven or eight short films that he did for, I think they did them for like ten years or so, and they go from like early, early, like real primitive, like black and white cartoons right up to stuff that's, you know, like feature-length quality. And it was just awesome to see like the evolution of, of animation, you know, through the course of the cartoon. It was really cool. You see the Beverly Hillbillies? Yeah. It's the same guy. Uh, it's Buddy Epson. Episodes of that on the internet, and all the ones I've got, they're actually really cool. It was a really neat show. It was way ahead of its time. But I like the ones where Walt's actually showing off his, his like ideas and concepts for what eventually became Disneyland. That's right. that stuff's really cool. Over to Epcot, yes. ride, did you ride uh, the Nemo or uh, yes. Nemo and Friends ride? Yeah. Before they refurbished it to be Nemo, this used to be in the queue for that ride. It was more like futuristic, like sea base alpha type of thing over there. And as you went into the queue where it's got Nemo down at back, you know, back pedals and it has like the beach scene and all that, it was more like different, like. Uh, submarines and exploratory stuff and they had the Nautilus over there. I don't know if this is the same one, but I think it might be. 
I just like all the props and the different things they have in here. I think it's a really good exhibit. Ideas and new technologies that are now emerging from the creative centers of American industry. Have you ever seen this film that they're showing? No. This is the Epcot film, what they call Walt's last film. In one minute, the doors will open into the Walt Disney Theater for the next showing of One Man's Dream. This tribute features rare film footage tape recordings from the Walt Disney Archives. I think it was two months or so after we filmed that he passed away. I think it was just filmed in like October of 66 and he died in December or something like that. But it's really cool because it shows like his ideas and his concepts of what it was going to look like, which is very different than what, what we finally wound up with. It was really cool. When I used to come down to the parks with my family from Georgia, we'd always pause, or we'd always pose with that thing right there. It's the, it's a model of something called the Tower of the Four Winds, which was at the 1964-65 World's Fair. And Disney had different attractions for that and that model used to be over in the contemporary it was in a glass case there and you could actually like stand and like take pictures with it and stuff really? and then one day we were there and it was gone and i was like oh man what'd they do with it and then not long after they brought it over here when this opened up so i was happy to see that they didn't just pack it away somewhere that they actually moved it somewhere else naked lincoln just freaks me out yeah <laughs> Now, I want to see him with a big axe in his hand, like like the Vampire Hunter movie. Well, I was watching Saturday Night Live. I was watching it on Hulu, and they were saying uh, Mississippi just now, like maybe weeks ago, finally passed a law that, that, abol- that officially abolishes slavery. I heard about that. Yeah. So not only did they wait 150 years after Lincoln. They waited six months after Lincoln the movie. Stickman's <laughs> <laughs> 30th birthday today. Is it? Yep. Oh, you're right. Wait, no, wait. What are you looking at for that? Oh, it was on Twitter. Oh, it was on Twitter. <laughs> okay. Have you seen that pin? We've got it at the pin board at work. We've got like 15 copies of the same one. It's just the little head, and it's got that expression on it. Oh, yeah. That's the robot butler from... Horizons. That's something. That's one of my biggest regrets. Is ne- I never got to ride Horizons because that looks like it would be right up my alley. You know, it's all, you know, projecting the future and you know what, how we'd live in the future and what cities and things would look like in the future. It just sounds like I'd love it, you know, and I, I never got to do it. the planning and designing of Walt Disney World. His death left those of us in charge in deep shock and questioning whether or not to proceed with this sort of process. However, optimism is buried one hour. I can't wait until that opens up. Not only does it look like it's a lot of fun, but I am a big Snow White fan, so I think that would be really cool. Oh, this is going to be, this is the Snow White coaster. The one okay. in the, yeah. Because all the rest of it's pretty much opened up now. Have you, have you been over New to Fantasy New Fantasyland? Fantasy yeah. I've, I mean, I've walked through it. I haven't been in Be Our Guest or anything like that. Did you do the Little Mermaid ride? No. That's every cool. T- every time I go, it's a Oh, it's like hour an hour, yeah. Yeah, I went to the... They had a cast preview. Um, it was not long before it, like, officially opened up. 
and my wife came my wife and I came we spent like the day and it was pretty much unlimited you know you could go on things as much as you wanted the only thing that really had a weight was that uh, what do they call it the story time with Belle or whatever uh, okay. even with the cast preview and it being cast only it was still I think we waited like 90 minutes for it it was crazy and she was a little bit disappointed only because the one thing that she really wanted to do was going into the BR Guest restaurant and they let us go into like the main seating area and they had a rope strung across like this mm-hmm. and that's as far as you because you could see it but you couldn't go in so we didn't really get to see much of it at all yeah, but it looked cool what we could see when I first auditioned uh, for entertainment they said that that might be a role that I could get would be if there was any sort of grand celebration in New Fantasyland that I would be one of the I could be one of the dancers and then I got to the second round they were like you don't have the body of a dancer <laughs> thanks that Little Mermaid thing was cool though because what was neat is that being cast preview day when we came around each time to the unload they were like you want to go again I was like yeah cool <laughs> we went around like three times in a row but you, you know, you don't get that. You ride anything else. You know, like Haunted Mansion, you go, can we stay on? They're like, no, yeah. get off. <laughs> That's cool. spotted the octopus or squid that I never saw before in that one branch right there. That's cool. That is cool. I mean, there's quite the level of detail in that thing. I was over in Animal Kingdom last week and I could not believe how dead it was. just don't feel like there's that much to do there. There's not. I but mean, the dino ride, that was a safari. Pretty much depending on the day. Right. Or maybe go on the river ride, the rapids or whatever. So I, I went over there with the intention of, no, I'm really, I'm going to give it a fair shake. I'm going to spend a day there and I'm going to really, you know, I'm going to see and do it all. And I mean, you know, like three hours later, I was pretty much done. I'd done everything, and I was like, okay, so I was right. It really is just a half-day park. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the bailout for when they've got the, the movie going. So here I am at, back in my car in Television 15. Parking lot at Hollywood Studios. What a fun day, Sunday. 
starting to edge down in the sky and uh, just had a lot of fun hanging out with my buddy Chris just shooting the breeze and uh, telling him a few things here and there about the parks he's, he's a new cast member and uh, not uh, not all that versed yet on the, all the ins and outs of Walt Disney World so, so that was a lot of fun just hanging out and just catching up he's, he's a really good guy I like him but I'm going to call it an early night tonight because I have a date with a beautiful woman and a couple of brats and a cat and a dog to watch Wreck-It Ralph. So I'm anxious to uh, to get back to the house. Plus, I'm starving. You know, one of the things that, you know, all the, all the different uh, podcasts and audio and video and pictures and everything of Walt Disney World, one thing that they just can't capture is the smells of the parks. And uh, I tell you, the... The smell of all the awesome food just kills me because, oh, man, there was something I was catching a whiff of there at the end. I don't know what it was. It, it was a burger or a steak or some, something smelled really, really good and was just killing me. So I am now anxious to get out of here and, uh, and go get me something to eat because, oh, I'm so hungry now. But uh, that was a lot of fun. It was a blast. Got to do uh, got to do a little sampling of everything, which, honestly, <laughs> even riding just two or three rides is more than I usually do. I mean, that's one of the great things for me personally, and Chris and I were talking about this, you know, about me living here now, is that, uh, you know, now I finally have time to take that advice that I'd always heard from, you know, other, you know, mostly other podcasters and, you know, that covered Disney subjects and stuff, but just, you know, in the guidebooks and podcasts and things like that about, you know, just come and, and take it easy and, and relax and take it at a slower pace and really get to to soak in the, the atmosphere and the details and everything. And while I encourage people to do that, I often, you know, before I actually lived here and could come at my leisure, you know, I, I would generally not follow that advice myself because, you know, clock's ticking, you know, time is money and you, you save up for so long and you know, you're so anxious to come to Walt Disney World and you want to try to do it all and ride all the rides and do all the attractions and everything. So I can understand that rushing around at a breakneck pace, but uh, it sure is awesome now to just be able to just come and just relax and sit in a nice shady spot and people watch and things like that. That's what I'm actually really into now. That's that's what I get the most thrill out of being in the parks these days is that... that uh, slower pace just really being able to to absorb it all and soak it all in in a way that I never really could as just you know a regular once every you know year and a half to two year tourist and uh and I love it I think that's really cool but that's it for now I hope this wasn't too boring for you like I say this was just really um more than anything this was a test and uh, I wanted to see, you know, for one, how the, the audio quality is, how, you know, how uh, to work this recorder, that sort of thing, what things I need to learn and what lessons I can glean from the audio I captured today. But uh, also, it, it's a test for you, the listeners, of uh, how much interest would you have in me doing some sort of regular Disney feature and what sorts of things would you like to hear and uh, one thing, I don't know if I mentioned this before, one thing that uh, I would definitely love to do, and I know that I've discussed this with uh, a number of different folks, you know, in the in the Two True Freaks uh, network, you know, friends of the show and that sort of thing, is uh, the idea of doing some movie commentaries, you know, Disney-related movie commentaries. I would especially love to do 
the the Walt pictures. And what, what I mean by that is the, the pictures that Walt Disney personally had a hand in during his lifetime. I would love to do commentaries for those movies. Uh, I'd, I'd especially love to do um, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I, I'm a huge fan of that movie. I really love that movie. So that's definitely one of those uh, dream projects for me that uh, that I plan to get to sooner than later. But uh, you know, just really, uh, I'm just curious what if you have an interest, what your interest would be. What are the sorts of things that you would like me to cover? Would it, would it just be more park audio? Would it just be more me wandering the parks? Uh, would you like a specific focus? Um, that sort of thing. So write in, let me know what you thought and what you would like to hear, and uh, I'll see about making something happen. But that's pretty much it for now. Take care, and uh, thanks for listening. I'm a Disney freak. I got my annual pass. I don't miss a thing because I walk real fast. I know every park like the back of my hand. If you're going with me, I'll have your day off when Visit our website at twotruefreaks.libson.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. Libson is spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Join our forum at forumforgeeks.com where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can friend me on Facebook too, if you can find me. Now available, Two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com, where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com slash league. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. It's Megacon from March 15th through the 17th, 2013 at the Orange County Convention Center in Orlando, Florida. Megacon is the Southeast's largest comic book, science fiction, fantasy, anime, gaming, toys, multimedia event. The showroom has over 110,000 square feet of exhibitor space. Meet your favorite comic book artists, get autographs from your favorite celebrities, enter a costume contest, visit continuous anime viewing rooms, view the Indie Film Festival, and so much more. You don't want to miss it. One-day tickets are $24.49 in advance, $30 at the door. Or go for all three days for just $58.04 in advance or $60 at the door. I, Scott Gardner, will be there Saturday, March 16th from open to close, wandering the floor in my Two True Freaks t-shirt. Again, that's Megacon, March 15th through the 17th, 2013 at the Orange County Convention Center, Hall D., That's 9800 International Drive, Orlando, Florida. Be there.